All right, guys, thank you for that carrier update. We're going to bring in our next live guest. We've got Kevin Hill joining us to talk a little bit about opportunistic sales. Kevin, thank you for being here. Yesterday, we talked to Blythe Brumley a little bit about opportunistic marketing and what happens when you've got a company that's going out of business and you want to take advantage of what they are potentially losing. Today, we'll talk about that from a sales perspective. Obviously, everybody's talking yellow. What sharks are waiting in the water to see what business they can uh, snap up? Well, anyone doing LTL sells uh, to, to start with, right? Uh, you know, uh, a big beast uh, goes down and you're going through your CRM looking for every lost cell, maybe to yellow. Uh, and you're looking at freight and you're, you're pounding the phones because, uh, you know, all that, all those parcel, or not parcels, but all the, the LTL freight is, is moving. Uh, it's moving. It's going to have to find a new home and uh, you're going to have to, 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 to create your package that is basically your yellow package uh, of cells, uh, pricing and placement uh, about how to do that. And Kevin, when you're looking at opportunistic sales, what are going to be some of the variables that you look at underneath it when you're looking at potential upside, long-term, short-term views? What are going to be some of the things that you look at when looking to really utilize some of those uh, sales opportunities? Yeah, you want to uh, you want to figure that out, Anthony. Exactly, is this going to be a short term customer type of thing? Is this going to be long term? Um, but but you get in and get the pricing that that yellow had, and you try to be as competitive as as you can. But you're talking about getting the, your foot in the door. Oftentimes, that's hard to do. Getting your foot in the door of, of a new customer when it's an emergency. Um, we saw this back in COVID. You know, all hands on deck. And you want to be one of those hands on deck and scoop up some of that freight, add new accounts. Those, you know, it definitely be long term, no matter what the market does. Right in pandemic, when the market's tight, uh, you're, you're pretty good. When when it gets loose again, um, you might lose that customer. But uh, yellow's not coming back, so this is a time to uh, to collect a lot of logos and to to be out there with really. And I'm sure Blythe kind of said the same thing with your marketing. Be very focused with your marketing message um, about this opportunity. Your sales pitch has to be very focused right now too. So for a lot of these folks that are on the customer side who were maybe shipping with Yellow and they knew that this was happening, they had they had a little bit of warning, at least about four weeks worth to kind of get out, right? Then they know that they had been paying for pretty low rates and paying for not super great service. They'll have this expectation of if they're going to a different carrier that has a higher standard of service that they're going to end up paying a little bit more money. That's something that we've seen companies like ODFL, companies like ArcBest saying, hey, you know what? We sit on opposite ends of the pricing spectrum from Yellow. We know that some of these customers are going to have to come over to us expecting to pay our higher rates. We're not necessarily willing to compromise so heavily on the right just to secure the freight, right? But from a sales standpoint, where do you kind of meet in the middle? Are you talking about now making sure that you talk through your potential customer saying, hey, we know that you are used to this standard of service at this price. We offer you here and we can meet you there somewhere in between. Yeah, that's a good point, too, because if you're selling against yellow all these years, you're going to be hyping up service, right? We have better service. And for a group of customers out there, uh, that, that, that they just can't get past the price, very price sensitive. Well, that's kind of gone away. They don't have that choice of not taking any action, maybe complaining about service, but not giving up on the price. They don't have that option anymore because that, you know, LEO is gone, right? So 
Uh, that game in town is out. And what you have is uh, you go back and you're still talking servants and you're going to be, it's going to be a little bit more receptive now, which is, which is a good thing. Maybe give a little price break, be a little bit flexible, but I would stick to your guns on, on, on the pricing situation because if you price too low, you're going to be in the same position as as trying to service it that that yellow had, right? Um, the, the price was so low because the company was not profitable; it's going out of business. Um, so you're going to have to have to pay up a little bit. But this is a service that we offer. Uh, it's far superior than what you've been seeing. Give us a shot. You're going to like it. It's going to be worth the little extra money. Um, you're not going to find that deal around at all these days. And Kevin, with such a significant loss and one of the lowest cost players in the market, do you anticipate that this is going to have potential shockwaves in the overall pricing within the market and the near term, or is this something that won't really make too much of a blip? I don't know about the near term. I, th- I think in the long term, I mean, that, that low price option is out now. So you're going to have more competition between the, the players that are out there right now. And uh, it's going to be good because you're not going to have to uh, to worry about you know, the, the big gorilla in the room that was the, the low price op- option that, that's gone now. So you can mark that off your competitor's list and, um, and, and stick back to your, your normal pitch of, of service, of customer satisfaction and the rate. So for the sellers themselves, those folks who were in that space at Yellow who are now looking for those new opportunities, what does it look like selling yourself to go and get that next job and make that next step? What types of, I guess, kind of skills are you making sure that you highlight to make sure that people know that you're marketable and you are willing to move into their operation coming out of this one? Yeah, you know, certainly being flexible, but, you know, on the the, the resumes, uh, highlight the, the the, the numbers, your numbers. I, I think people like to, to, to read numbers. I'm not uh, a sales hiring manager, so it would be a good question for, for someone who does that. Um, but, you know, flexibility, industry knowledge, you know, the, the subject matter expertise, and also uh, hyping up service as well, because that's what uh, a lot of your competitors are, are selling on. And um, being very enthusiastic about moving to a company that has a better track record, maybe better service, um, talking the language of whoever you're applying to. And uh, of course, uh, you know, listening, put that coffee down too. So, And Kevin, of course, speaking <laughs> about put that coffee down, can you tell us quickly about your latest episode and really when people can catch your uh, content? Yeah, Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern time on, on FreightWaves there or on, on YouTube. And also uh, wherever you download podcasts for that part of it. Uh, this past week, I talked to Teclo Garcia. He used to be um, with economic development in Laredo. And now he's a little bit further south in the valley at Mission, Texas. Um, he's the CEO of the economic development. There we talked about reshoring. I talked uh, a couple of weeks ago with IGL Logistics about reshoring as well. I have a couple more episodes coming out this month on, on that. That's a big trend in, in the market. But we talked about new bridges opening up down in, in Texas, uh, new hotspots, San Luis Potosi being one of those kind of uh, in that growth phase that Monterey, Mexico had uh, 30 years ago. Also um, publishing out uh, audio only Jeff Booth 
from OpenDoc or, or LoadSmart coming out later this week, tomorrow, I believe. And uh, we talked about scheduling, which was always the bane of my existence. Uh, it's the bane of most freight brokers is that that extra tedious phone call you have to, to pick up and uh, talk to a warehouse or a DC um, and hope that you can get a truck there in time to meet all these delivery timelines that, and expectations that everybody has. Kevin, always putting out quality content and research. If people want to reach out to you, how can they do that? LinkedIn is the best way. Uh, Kevin Hill um, at, at LinkedIn. I'm, I'm always on there and uh, use that for, uh, for a lot of my messaging. Awesome, Kevin. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We'll be sure to check in with you again soon. Thank you, Anthony. Kaylee. Right now, we're going to toss things back over to Kaylee Nix with our next weather update.